Boston College knows their week one opponents, and it's that team down south that wants to get out of the ACC. Can BC give them a nice exit present? We'll talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black, editor and publisher of Eagle Insider. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Now, the ACC has been decided this year they're going to do a little drips and drabs schedule um, release. Uh, I, I would guess this has to do with they want more content for their network and more opportunities for their talking heads to get more of a chance to break down every little thing. So today was the week one opponents. Next we get, I think it's the Thursdays and Friday games, and then they get the whole schedule on Wednesday. So today's release was not a huge surprise for Boston College. You knew, uh, I think Blake James actually announced it in at, some press um, or fundraiser, but I I had heard it too, that the opening game was going to be against Florida State, and that was confirmed. Now, this is an interesting game because it's not only are you getting Florida State instead of Rutgers, NIU, Colgate. Uh, Duke was the first year, but that was the, the COVID year, so that doesn't really count. You're getting one of the best teams in the country, if not the best team in the country, heading into next year, right off the bat. The other odd part about this, the game is going to be at Dote Campbell, so it's going to be on the road as well. The other weird part about this game is that it's a Monday night game. It's on Labor Day evening. So I'm guessing that's going to be on ABC. It's going to be a nationally televised game right off the start. And so this is no, this is such a different look for Boston College's schedule compared to the years previous. Just look at the last two years. You started with Rutgers, who, yes, Rutgers got better and made a bowl, what was it, last year. Um, They've been a bowl team, so they're not that bad anymore. But you went in expecting not much out of them. Then you had NIU this year, a MAC team. Three years ago, you had Colgate. Now you have a top-five team, a team that should have been in the playoffs last year. God, if you ask a Florida State fan, they will tell you that they should have been in the playoffs. You, you, you're starting trial by fire right off the bat. And there's obviously a little bit more to this because if you've been listening to any of the, the legal proceedings that are going on, the Florida State's suing the ACC. They want to get out of their grants of rights and go their merry way off into the SEC or Big Ten or whoever will take them. So there's a little bit of bad blood there. Uh, and Florida State is not happy. You know, they feel like the ACC with the grant of rights is holding them back. They also feel like um, the ACC and especially Jim Phillips didn't do much to help them when they had their playoff run there, uh, giving them a case that they should have made it over teams like Texas or um, or Texas or, or Alabama. So this has got a little extra feel. I saw someone from Virginia Tech when I tweeted it out say, God, I hope you guys beat them. Um, I think that's going to be the probably the narrative heading into next year for Florida State. 
Um, a lot of folks just find them to be kind of whiny and, you know, they're going to want to see them get their comeuppance because they now are very entitled. They feel like they're going to be the best team in the country. I mean, to their point, they didn't lose last year. They're bringing in the number three transfer portal class. They have a top five recruiting class. They're stacked. You know, half of their, it feels like half their transfers are from Alabama. So obviously they're getting blue chips. They have 10 four-star transfers coming in, um, including DJ Uyagule, um, who I'm going to have to, again, make sure I don't bought butcher his name going into next year you know remember him clemson he's on his third school now he went clemson to oregon state now to florida state so you're getting a new quarterback and while bc is getting to start their season off on the road this is game number two for florida state florida state has a game before this they're going to ireland to play against georgia tech uh, in a week zero game so they're going to get a little bit of a running head start here so this is tough I honestly, though, I like this. I like that you get your hardest game in early because maybe you catch them before they find their their rhythm. You can push your guys to play the best that they can because you're not playing against Northern Illinois or whatever. And you can't, you can't, you know, putz around and put less than your best team out there. You have to play to win. Otherwise, you're going to get blown out. So... I don't think BC, you know, I, well, let's put it this way. When BC lost to uh, Florida State last year, 31-29, I had them getting pummeled in that game. And up until the fourth quarter, it looked like I was going to win that bet. But BC, to their credit, came back. I look at this game, and I I worry the same thing. It's going to be on the road. That's going to be tough. It's week one. That's going to be tough. And uh, Florida State has a head start as well. That's going to be tough. But the one thing that I look at that makes me feel like BC could hold on, you know, maybe maybe be a surprise team in this when you look at what Florida State has is I don't think DJU is anywhere the quarterback that Jordan Travis is. I like I like DJU. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just don't think he's Jordan Travis. So I think there may be a small downgrade there. That being said, you're going to have to have a humongous game from Thomas Castellanos to win this. You, you, you can't, you can't have him out there staring down receivers and throwing interceptions. So the hope is that when this starts off, you're going to be feeling good. Now tomorrow we'll find out. I think it's the Thursdays and Friday games. So we'll find out which awful game we'll get there. Hopefully it won't be like November this year. Remember there was what November this year that we had two Fridays and a Thursday game. Hopefully it's, it, you know, BC, if they have one or two of those, it's spread out. And for those folks that are wondering, we still don't know who that fourth out-of-conference game is. I saw a uh, guy on Twitter, he goes by BC Bob, and he seems to know stuff. I don't know who he is. Uh, say that it's probably going to be Duquesne uh, for NFCS school. So uh, that could be interesting. But that would be right in the middle of what will be a very tough beginning of the season. If you look at the schedule, what BC has coming up to start this, it is, it is really a tough start. They're going to go at Florida State, most likely Duquesne. Then it's against at Missouri, and then at home against um, Michigan State and then Western Kentucky. That is a tough start. So uh, I don't know. You know, if BC comes out like they did against Northern Illinois and Holy Cross and all that, they're going to be in for a very slow start. They got to be able to start, you know, start quick. So 
that's our just our little bit of a discussion on that. Now, in a moment, we're done basically with the first block of transfers and recruits. Now, Jeff Halfley has two mind frames on how he has done things. I'm going to look at both, and I'm going to kick it off by looking at his previous um, philosophy on recruiting over transfer portals. I'll look at why that would work better at Boston College and why it may not in just a moment. Now, FanDuel is... The with the regular season, it's wrapping up, but they're still trying to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. You are you a big Lions fan? Did you watch that game against uh, who they play last week? I'm totally even blanking. I, I, I have to admit, I missed some of the NFL games, but I love watching what Dan Campbell has done with a with a with a uh, franchise that's been completely dead. And I like their chances against the 49ers. I'm sure they're going to be underdogs. And if you go to FanDuel, you can get those odds right now. Do you think that Jameer Gibbs is going to run for you know X amount of yards? You can go there and do the over-under on that too. You can all add these all up into a same-game parlay that's easy to find and easy to set up. So go over to FanDuel right now. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, the official sports partner of the NFL. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. So I want to kind of wax philosophical here and go over kind of Jeff Halfley's philosophies. He's had two different philosophies since he's taken over at Boston College. The first three, two, uh, two or three years, he's leaned heavily on this mind frame, his, his, his mind frame that he was not going to live in the transfer portal. Direct quote from him, and I believe he used it multiple times as head coach. Now, you look at the first couple seasons, he had three or four transfers that came in, and he definitely was bringing in more freshman-heavy classes. You saw classes of 24, 25 guys, like full recruiting classes that clearly made a majority of your of your roster. He wanted to make BC a developmental program a program that brings in guys, coaches them up, and gets them up to the level of where they could go to the NFL. And to some 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 to some level, he's been successful with that. You've seen some players like Zay Flowers, Christian Mahogany, Zion Johnson, to just name a few, that have gone off from being under-recruited two- to three-star recruits to, and, and in Zion's case, a FCS player, you know, he's coached them up. Now, Zion was a transfer, but the other two were, were on the roster. You've also seen guys as well, like Elijah Jones and um, Vinny De Palma and Cam Arnold. These are all guys that came on the roster through recruiting, and he's been able to get them into everyday starters. This is a good philosophy right now if you wanted to go in and really hit the the recruiting uh, classes because what he has said and I've heard this too is that the transfer portal has made it harder for freshmen or, or up- upcoming seniors to find spots on rosters because some programs are just going so heavy on transfers that the, there's kids that would normally be recruited that are slipping through the cracks. 
And for kids slipping through the cracks, that sounds like Boston College all over the place, right? Between Luke Keekley and Matt Ryan and Mark Herzlig and you name it, Doug Flutie, there's guys that just are not recruited heavily that get here. So you would think that with this new rise in the transfer portal, that Jeff Halfley would be able to kill it. That being said, Boston College's record has not made recruiting all that easy. With the changes in NIL, it's also made it not easy because BC was reticent to go into the NIL world, but was kind of dragged in kicking and screaming uh, by their alumni and fans that are like, look, we got to do this. And they, they have agreed to it, but it's more on the, we're using this money to retain guys and not, again, develop, retain, but not to, to, to lure them in, which is different than other programs where they're using it basically as finder's fees and, and contracts to get guys in. So it has worked, but it isn't perfect right now. What we've seen is the, 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 the issue is obviously NIL is a big thing. But the question mark about evaluating talent can also be brought up as well as why this has been a um, an issue for Boston College. Like, if you're going to go in for recruiting, you got to be able to evaluate talent. There's been a lot of guys that have just not panned out. It's just be, let's just be blunt. You brought in, I mean, just look at the class of 2023, for instance. You can pick out the top recruit that Boston College brought in was Sean Battle. He didn't make it out of spring camp. He's not on any team now. Whatever, whatever the re- the reason was, and, and the staff will never tell you because it, you know it's a privacy issue for a kid. He just never made it. You've had other kids that just haven't made it. And, and you look at you look at the kids that aren't connecting with Boston College, and they're not transferring out to go to peer programs. Many of them are going to transfer out to FCS. I mean, you look at Xavier Coleman, he's at Furman. You you got guys going to N, uh, Joshua Hardy's going to NCA and T. It's just they just don't pan out. So in order for recruiting to work, if that's what you want this program to be, you've got to be able to evaluate at a high level and get guys in even if they're three stars that are going to contribute and fit what you're doing. They haven't been able to do that. Now now, caveat again, a couple of these classes were were messed up because of the COVID rules. Coaches couldn't really go and watch them practice for some of these years, but that that excuse is gone now. That's not that's not the case anymore. So now you're bringing in guys and you're hoping that you're going to be able to hit. I, I, I like what they're doing. I think there's some guys out there that I think with you can coach up and, and see, see some things like turbo Richard, new freshman that's coming in. Love it. Jonathan Montague, their quarterback, very excited to see what he could develop, but they're all guys that should take a couple years. So that leaves the biggest question with this recruiting. If you're going in with that recruiting mind frame, do you have enough time to even do that? Because if you're Jeff Halfley, you need to get answers immediately because your seat's pretty warm. You're, 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 you haven't produced at a level that keeps you safe. And another tank season would be, would be a really big problem for Boston college. So can you afford to make your roster mostly freshmen? I don't think you can. 
And in a moment, I'm going to wrap things up by talking about the new philosophy and why I think this is more what Jeff Halfway should be doing. And I'll explain why in just a moment. Locked on Boston College, AJ Black, Eagle Insider. I have to, to say before you before you we wrap things up here. If you've not gone on the Eagle Insider, you can get in for for a dollar for the first month. Check it out. If you if you're just if you're like ah, I don't want to you know I don't like to to spend money. It's a dollar. There's some great stuff. Beacon Street Ball, who we'll have on later this week. Um, he, he wrote a whole bunch of stuff about basketball, both positive and negative. We have BC Hockey Blogger getting ready us ready for BC and BU. These are all VIP stuff, but this is stuff you're not going to find anywhere else. Like, yeah, if you want to go hear what Earl Grant has to say, you can go to any other site and, and read his, you know, the transcripts of his of his uh, press conferences. But if you want like detailed analysis of what BC's doing right and wrong, come over to our site, check it out. We got what no what no no one else has, so check it out. Now, this past year to two years. Jeff Halfley has had to turn a switch on how he views the roster development of his program. He has not been afforded the ability to just rely on true freshmen to fix his roster. This year specifically, he only brought in 11 kids to make a a, uh, recruiting class. And he's already hit that in the transfer portal. And he's not done. He's not done with the transfer portal. Now kids are on on campus now, so he's not going to be able to get anyone until after spring football, but there's a whole other transfer period after spring. That's when they got Thomas Castellanos and um, Caleb Jones, their defensive tackle who got hurt. You never saw this year. There's a possibility that they're going to have more needs, whether it's defensive end linebacker into area or offensive line in, in the spring. So, he is definitely moved away from, and he's even said it, that he's moved away from his, we can't live in the transfer portal. He he couches it when you hear him talk about it, and he kind of is a little bit dodgy about it. But, I mean, the, the results are right in front of you. He knows he has to get these guys in. And so why does this why does this philosophy maybe work better for Boston College than, than relying heavily on the freshmen? Well, you can get on film a lot of these kids at the college level and they have grown they're no longer you know high school seniors they're they've had times on campus no matter where they are around campus and the way that they're looking for kids are got our kids that have been around two or three years so they've already been developed quite a bit you you kind of know what you're getting with these kids it's not like a huge surprise yeah maybe you can get them up a level or maybe sometimes they just don't work out but for, for a school like Boston College, getting transfers, maybe kids that don't play, like we see at Ohio State with Ryan Turner and Cameron Martinez, or guys that just don't fit, like Jalen uh, Gerond Bradley from Texas Tech, or guys from lower conferences like that just want to bump up, like Kyle Hergel this year. There's a, a wide variety of kids that do want to play for a school like Boston College. And BC has enough NIL, I feel, to get these kids here. You're never going to get the blue chips. So, you know, the kids that are making millions of dollars, whether it's Arch Manning or Caleb Williams, they're never going to uh, be around BC. And honestly, the, the the terminology around it's changed, but it really hasn't changed in, in the in the last 50 years. 
you know, now, now it's in the open, but Boston college was never getting elite recruits. So NIL has not changed that. It's just a different way that BC is just kind of getting left at, uh, as the bridesmaid. So that being said, they're able to get guys, whether it's Ryan O'Keefe, Thomas Castellanos, Kai Robichaux, Kyle Hergel. I mean, you go down the list, they've been, they've hit way more in the transfer portal than they have in the, on the recruiting trail. And the guys that they brought in, in the, in the transfer portal have been bigger impacts than the recruits that they brought in. So for every Christian mahogany, there's a Kyle Hergel, there's a Logan Taylor, uh, and yeah, mahogany's better, but you're getting you're getting more bang for your buck for this from this. So I I like that BC is going more in the transfer portal. Maybe there's positions that you have to recruit and kind of you know hope that they pan out, like offensive tackle. I've heard that's an expensive one, but there's everything else. You can go to the transfer portal and figure out what you want and see the film of what you're getting and get guys that are more further along. This is a big time um, benefit to Boston College. So the fact that BC has moved away from trans from recruits is a good thing. I don't care. Like honestly, like let's win now. Let's get guys in here that can win. So if BC, you know, BC brought in a class of eleven, if their recruiting class is small again this year, fine. If they have enough room to do both, that's even better. But if they are, are at a crunch, I would much rather see the Eagles fill in what they need in the transfer portal to continue their upward momentum. You only have a couple years with Thomas Castellanos. If he continues to grow, you have a really good quarterback. You need to bring good talent in here. Guys like uh, Jaden McGowan and Jerron Bradley, they're going to, br- they're going to be in a big upgrade over what you had last year. So the transfer portal does do a lot more for Boston college. Jeff Halfley had to change. And I think he did the right thing. Now, this is A.J. Black. We'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, There's going to be a game against Virginia Tech, but I'm going to be recording before that. It's a 9 o'clock game. I'm not staying up to the end of that to record. Sorry, guys. I have a day job. Uh, But we'll have Beacon on probably on Wednesday to to record and talk about that. Thank you all so much. Follow me on Twitter at AJBlack247 and uh, hit that like button before you leave. Help us by telling other people about Lockdown BC. Do you have friends that you talk about BC, you know, over a beer at a bar? Tell them about it. Have them give us a listen. Say, listen, I listen to this guy, AJ, and he uh, he's a real idiot. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, we love all of you guys, and you do such a great job of help spreading the word. So want to thank you again. This is AJ Black, and thank you for listening to Locked On Boston College, your team every day.